You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimal of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Horny goat weed. Camera on purple, purple pleasure. Purple pleasure, male vitality, goat, goat weed, horny goat weed. Uh, tribulus terrestrius. Spanish fly. Uh, 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 supercharge uh, gas station pills. Gas station pills, Chun Li. Chun Li fucking the guy. Chun Li fucking Blanca. This, that's our uh, sponsor this week. Yeah. Uh, Chun pills. We have to do the read. <laughs> do, the, do the read. Are you having a hard time in bed? Or can, are you not having a hard time in bed? Can you not maintain an erection is what he's saying? If you're having trouble maintaining an erection... Chun Li can help. Perhaps Street Fighter is the cure. <laughs> What's happening, man? Well, it's worst possible timeline. I'm Patrick, and and you are like a you're like a pudgy little baby today. Why is that? Because you you have overeaten, and now no. now it's the end of your day. False. And, and you're sugared out. False. You're low energy. False. Low T. Oh my God! I'm the highest T I've ever been. <laughs> what is going on with your hair? <laughs> it's the weather's very dry. <laughs> you look like Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> you look fucking insane. The weather is very dry. I was exercising. I'm the highest tea I've ever been. Is that right? I'm jacked the fuck up on the tea. No shit. I got 11 hours of sleep. Yeah, this is revolutionary for My you. My pineal gland is firing on all cylinders. You can see through me. Yes. Wow. I'm on that, I'm on that Chun-Li, bro. No, you're scared. I'm on that Chet Hanks. Oh, it's White Boy Summer. That's on my list of shit to talk about. I'm on that Chet. You know what else? Not T- only did I get 11 hours of sleep, I worked overtime. I made money, but that's besides the point. I haven't been looking at the inner fucking net. You feel like a million bucks. I feel great. All you need to do is start looking at those cryptos and you finally have ascended. I'm going to take it one step at a time. You got to tap in as the kids say. You got to be based. One step at a time. Mm. No internet. Only work. Labor. It's awesome. Carrying rocks up hills. Marx. Yes. Lenin. Yes. Stalin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying rocks up hills. Gaining muscle mass. Yeah, what is it? Not you talking ma- about politics. You're making Mao proud. Killing it. Mm. Optimal male vitality. Yeah, you're the horse from Animal Farm. This is the this is this is the meaning of life. It's duty. It's responsibility. <laughs> it's honor. It's honor. Glory. Yes. And the sanctity of the white race. Punch the keys for God's sake. <laughs> wow. So would you like to talk about You were depressed as shit yesterday. Yeah, when my back hurts, I'm out. I came into the apartment. I was still jazzed. I worked 14 hours, and you were on the couch like a little worm man. Playing Switch. You were playing Switch on the couch, (laughs) and I was like, oh my God, this is a man at at the end of his rope. Because everybody jokes, or not jokes, everybody's serious, that I, that I, I imaginary work all day, right? Like, I'm really watching YouTubes and shit like that, but I'm, I'm... 
weirdly intense about being kind of on the job at all times, right? Well, you well you sit in front of the computer for probably fourteen hours a day, but so you know I I'll uh, you're probably on YouTube twelve. So yeah. if you get two hours of work done, better than most. Yeah, yeah, right. But have you ever seen me on a couch playing Switch? I don't. That was the first time I seen you on the couch. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's not yeah. my. It's not my lane. But when my back is fucked up, what happened to your back? You just slept on a weird. No, I worked too hard. <laughs> it wasn't from physical labor. Not at all. No, it's probably from the the gamer chair. It's the gamer chair. It's... My spine is compressed from sitting. I'm supposed to be, you know, working with my hands, uh, bailing hay. You got to carry the rock up the hill, man. Exactly. Yeah, you got to got to work with your hands from sunrise to sundown. Focus. That's Focus how. That's how a man becomes wealthy. Yes. Well, maybe not. <laughs> not at all. No. You can, you can. Man becomes wealthy by moving money around on his on, a, on an app. Yeah. The, the bricklaying just make, lets you you just die at fifty. Yeah, it sustains your alcohol problem too. Yeah. I remember I used to I knew, I knew a guy who he uh, he would work like eighty hours a week. It was construction, but I would always see him at the bar. So like in in his only essentially he was only allotted a couple hours. To sleep, mm. basically. He, I, I don't know how to, how the how the numbers round out, but if you work eighty hours in a week, would you get like six hours a day to sleep? Maybe. Yeah, Seven. and if you spend three of it at a bar. Yeah, but he was he was there more than three hours, <laughs> but he looked fucking out of it. Like he probably drank like two beers, and because he probably was so sleep deprived, they hit like extra hard, mm. and he would just like he just had this like thousand mile stare. Or he could drink seven beers and stay drunk all through work. Oh, that's what they do. I, I knew someone who, who worked at a bar in my town, and uh, the bar was right by the train station. He said 7 a.m. on a Wednesday, wall-to-wall people getting lit before heading to work. Yeah. Get on the railroad, head into Manhattan. They're crane jobs. Oh, yeah. They're fucked up, man. Oh, yeah. They're fucking wasted. This is the this is the American working class. I hate them so much, man. <laughs> this is what... This is what... While you, while you kids... Are on Twitter talking about Marxism and the American war machine and the the uh, the 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 evil American empire that that uh, smashes other countries around the world. Imperialism, colonialism, the hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, the hierarchy, the the uh, the the racist uh, imperialist hierarchy that that destroys all. While you sit on Twitter, mm. type tip tap tip tapping away. Mm. Our good. Good old boys are drunk. Yes. Are drunk Irishmen. Operating heavy machinery. Operating the trains, making them run on time, building the buildings. Potentially losing their hand. Yeah, losing their hand for the for the lofts that your dad can pay rent on. Exactly. Precisely right. Mm. God, I hate kids and working people. Yeah, I hate everybody. They're fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't relate to working people, but I also hate kids. But you know what? Lights are on. Who's 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 uh, who do we owe that? Obama. Nah, it was a while ago. The lights are on, so I presume we owe some some working stiff at the electric company. Drunk as a skunk. Drunk as a fucking skunk. We got walls, load bearing walls. Up. Mm-hmm. They're not. They don't appear to be cracking. No water damage. Mm. Presumably built to code OSHA standards. Mm. Presumably. Presumably. Probably some corners are cut. I don't know. This is, uh, every single unit in this building is exactly the same. I mean, some are bigger than others, I guess, but... I haven't visited. Nobody invites me into their space. 
Oh no, I haven't been. In, well, no one invited me to the space, but Sarah Lee, our our uh, our uh, building manager, she uh, she gives me tasks every now and then. I don't know why, <laughs> but, but she, she knows she can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, she knows. I'll just be like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. But she gave me keys to one of the other apartments, and I went in there. And it's like exactly the same as ours. Same countertop, same everything. So who do we owe that to? Some Mexican, presumably. Yeah, almost some, certainly. Yeah. yeah, you know, like some guy who just lays, you know, counters. Tile. Yeah. The, t- the tileman. God bless him. God bless the tileman. Sure. God bless the electric company they Deserve guy. to be drunk. Yes. They have to be. I don't know. No, probably not. I honestly might. In- I think, I often think. The problem with those jobs, in my view, is that there's not a ton of upward mobility. But otherwise, I would love to fucking work with my hands. You become a foreman. Mm. Get in with the mob. Become a union delegate. Yeah. I don't want to be a union delegate. No, no. God. No, 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 no. I don't want. To, I don't want anything to do with that world. Nothing at all. I don't want anything to do with anybody. Is the conclusion I'm coming to. Well, let me rephrase. I like people. I just don't want to know them. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to get to know you. Done. I know a good amount of people. I love them. I don't want to know any more people. The other day, I helped a, a woman get her dog. The dog had just like, he was just being like a standoffish little dog that ran up into our building and didn't want to leave, right? Mm-hmm. So I just was walking by, <clears throat> exiting our building, and I got her, you know, I got the little dog for her and everything. And then I told, we talked about terriers for a few minutes. I suggested a YouTube video that she might enjoy, and she said, "You know, you got a real, got a real good energy." And I said, "Thank you." And she says, "It's very authentic." And I said, "Thank you." And then I went and got a Tapo Chico. Yeah. And until the second, forgot that I spoke to her, and that was the extent that people are supposed to interact. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Past that, you know too much about people. Yeah. And you hate them. Generally, or you go, Ugh, I don't feel like this. Ugh. I don't want to deal with this shit. No. Why are you roping me into your nonsense? Stop. Rope me into your life. I'm sorry that he caused you trauma. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I'm 30 or 40 years old, and I don't need this. Yeah. I'm done. I'm past the stage of making friends, getting involved in their lives. Like I said, got plenty of friends, got plenty of close loved ones. That I'm, This is not the sociopath talk. I'm just past the stage of meeting people. Hey, I'm sorry. Thanks for reaching out. I'm at capacity right now. Yes, you hit the nail on the head. This is emotional labor. This is yeah. This is I'm 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 done with that. None of that. I got enough shit going on. I've chosen to ignore my problems and focus on rolling the the rock up the hill. Mm. That's how you avoid your. Pro- that's how you deal with problems. You just you go. You know what? This is a thing. I don't feel great about it. Man, it sucks to just ruminate and think about it all day. I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to do something else. And that that something else is working and making money. Or playing Call of War as Gunslinger on the, on the Nintendo Switch on the couch for six hours at a time. I'm happy that that works for you. <laughs> Video games don't work for me as much as they used to. <laughs> I know. They lost their impact. I try to get you to buy a game every week, and every week you're like, no, I have to... I, what, what are you even doing? You're watching like Opie and Anthony clips from Probably, yeah. 1999. Yeah, I can't. I I can't sit still. 
I can sit still. For, uh, the only way I can sit still is if we're working. Like if we're doing this podcast, I can sit here and we can talk all night. Mm. I can, if I'm sitting at my computer and I'm working, I can do that all day. I feel fine. Listen to some YouTube, whatever. But if I sit down and play a video game, you feel your uselessness. I just, I like, I just. It has to. It has to be a really immersive experience that really gets my attention. Because if my mind starts to wander, you're done. I start thinking about the bad th- thing. What is the bad thing? Just you know, the trauma in my life. What? Just all the bad things. Oh, now you're becoming the guy that talks about the trauma. I don't want to talk about the trauma. I'm telling you how I avoid the trauma. I don't want. I, to, I don't want to hear about anybody's trauma. No, no one wants to hear about the trauma. Go walk up the hill. Take your problems. Put them in uh, the the small of your chest in the in your sternum. Mm. Put them right there, and do and some and do, do some chest exercises. Just start walking. Remember, two thousand seventeen, when everybody wanted to talk about trauma. People still want to talk about trauma. Yo, if you if you're talking about trauma in two thousand twenty one, you're you're fucking tired as hell. People talk about trauma all the fucking time. Let's talk about your girlfriend. No name. <laughs> You want no name? She's my girlfriend. She's on my list. You know what? Compelling person. Oh. <laughs> uh, which part the the scammer aspect or the grifter aspect? Which part really excites you? I don't know. I don't know if I know enough about her to levy those uh, accusations at her. I don't know that she's scamming or grifting. Although you don't get to a hundred some odd thousand followers without maybe being a little bit of one or the what, other. What I don't know. I don't know. I can't say whether or not she's scamming or grifting. All I can say is that I kind of see her or I see the stuff that she says and I think, huh, that's a thing that someone thinks. And then I go about my day. Yeah. You and I are not particularly impacted by her brand of race hustling. She doesn't know who I am. Yeah. So why it would, be, it would be weird to have a strong opinion about her. She doesn't know me. I don't know her. I don't know what's in her heart and soul. It, you know, it doesn't you, seem like maybe. I don't think like if if like let's say I ran into her in Starbucks. Yep. And uh, you know, she's getting out her wallet to pay, mm-hmm. and she drops something on the floor, maybe mm-hmm. like a piece of hard candy or something. Sure, yeah. And I pick it up and go, "Oh, uh, you dropped this, miss." And she goes, oh, thank you, thank you, and puts it back in her pocket. Positive exchange. Positive exchange. I don't need to, you know, now let's, you know what, let's push it even further. Let's say, oh, is that a, that was a, um, give me a candy. There was a high chew. Mm. I love high chews. What, what flavor is that? And she goes, oh, it's the grape one. And I go, oh, yeah, I love grape. I like the banana ones too and the, the cherry ones. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I like, high chews are great. And I go, yeah. And she says, "You want to? You want to? There's a there's a there's a convenience store. Maybe we can get some high chews." I go, "Oh yeah, sure. Fucking eat some high chews and have coffee." And then we sit and we talk for a little while. She talks to you about the Pan African Black Ethno State. Yeah, and I go, "Huh, that's a wild one." Mm. And I'm like, mm. um, then she kicks out uh, your white privilege is an absolute, and regardless of your circumstance, that doesn't matter if you're born with a crippling disability, right? And we're sitting on a bench right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, You're no. enjoying the high chews together, and she's just opening up. Right. You didn't ask, but she's telling you that uh, if you are a white person born with uh, brittle bone disease or you have advanced MS, uh, your uh, privilege mm. 
is is an absolute and and uh, does isn't mitigated by anything that might occur in your life or uh, and, and you are to blame exclusively for your own failures, which by the way, I, I like, I, I think that that's a great attitude. That's like, that's very Randian. It is very Randian. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if no name knows that, but, uh, it, you know, we can, we can give her a couple, we can give her some literature. Uh, but do we know her Id- identity? Like, like, is she like, or is this like a Q kind of person? No, no, no. She's a, she's I a mean, failed, she's a failed black rapper. Is failed the right word? Yeah. Right. Is she being ad- uncharitable? No, she says I'm a fail. She stepped out of rap because she said it's fake. I'm an activist now. Okay. Um, so, you know what I would do? I mean, honestly, if I was in that situation, she started going off on that tip while we were eating high chews in the park, sipping, you know, lattes and eating high chews. Uh, I would do what I do on this podcast when you go off on one. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think she's attractive, though. Would you be more open to her, uh, her weirdly clout thirsty brand of uh, uh, a hot take and <laughs> and uh, provocation? Well, I'm a very friendly guy. That's true. You are. You know, I wouldn't necessarily. Uh, Let's see if I can find her. I thought she was attractive. I wouldn't provoke or necessarily. I might not challenge her. I might just go. Eh, yeah, I don't know. I would say, you know, I'm from from Queens. Uh, it's considered uh the most diverse county in the world all types of people living in harmony together going to the park enjoying uh enjoying their their time in the sun when it's available to them in new york um <laughs> lol she's a slam poet <laughs> you know i don't i don't know uh i don't think the ethno state is necessarily what we want i think we can all get along together and i, I think in fact it's good for people to be around uh other types of people think it's it's a good for your mind makes you more uh understanding and empathetic and worldly so i don't know that i'd sign i don't know i don't know about the the ethno state but hey you know hey uh, takes all kinds you know see how it works out for you i don't know go for it i'm not going to tell you to stop you know no you're no name you are completely entitled to whatever the fuck this is but i'm not really into slam poetry i mean uh it's you know, not it's just not my thing. But, oh, she uh, runs a book club. <laughs> yeah, I don't read. <laughs> the first book chosen was the Pedagogy of the Oppressed <laughs> by uh, <laughs> by J.K. Rowling. Oh fuck! Who wrote that? Yeah, that's a Rowling. That's a Rowling. No, that's uh, the the who wrote uh, the Hunger Games. Jessica Stranger. That's right. <laughs> The pedagogy, was it the pedag? The now you're gonna make me say a word that I just said correctly, incorrectly. The, the pedag- pedagogy, the, the pederasty of yeah, the, the pedag- yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Written by Jessica Stranger. Celebrities sometimes who choose the book club selection include Kalani, who, uh, who chose the Parable of the Sower, and Earl Sweatshirt, who chose Faces and Masks, Memory of Fire, Dicks and Mouth, Dicks and Mouth. That was, that was what I chose. Hold on. Oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> can I that? can I ask just Oh man. See, this is what the internet does to people. It's making you dark. Well, when I so so uh, uh faces and masks is by a gentleman named Eduardo Galino. A guy that I'm sure that we would know if we read. Okay. Right? 
he's a he was a Uruguayan journalist, writer, and novelist, considered YouTuber, considered, yeah, TikToker, former Vine star, among other things. Global soccer's preeminent man of letters. Okay, I like that one. What does that mean? Oh, like an author. And and a literary giant of the Latin American left. Let me say something. If in my death somebody ties me to something as fucking stupid and superficial as a political leaning, I'll haunt them for the rest of my fucking life. Well, when you're when you're someone that like makes that into their I don't think it's not I don't think it's as superficial when you get that deep. But what I'm saying is that p- politics are superficial. I think they're for idiots. Oh, I see what you're saying. That is truly the Clark Griswold food additive uh, salesperson of the year award. Right. You know, what nutritive I mean? uh, cereal varnish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Ma- maintains crispiness. You know, I I've determined that if you if you identify as anything you fucking suck. Like, if you have politics, like, you identify as one of these... Like, we always talk about the left-right axis as being, like, sloppy and inconclusive. Well, yeah, yeah. If you... If that's, like, something you own, if you're, like, well, you know, as a leftist, or, you know, as a conservative, what? Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. I really... I got depressed one time because I was, I was hanging out with some friends and... uh Someone that I didn't know was in the group, and they were very, very drunk, mm. and they were going off on on how uh, he was he was go, he was going off on how he's like you know Democrat Republican I'm not I'm not Republican I'm not Republican I'm a constitutional conservative and okay. he just kept yep. saying constitutional conservative. Were you drinking in Bay Ridge? Yeah, basically. Uh, he just said no Whitestone, and he just kept uh, he just kept calling himself a constitutional conservative and i was just like you read that on facebook yeah precisely you don't don't know what it means precisely you sound like an idiot can we but before we get too lost yeah can we talk about why no name made your radar this week she didn't make my radar yeah she did you looked at the internet you cheated yes you did okay i did look at oh wait did i yes you came in and you were like no name thinks that uh whites have privilege oh Right, I did do that. Well, she was specifically talking about homeless whites. I know, but I'm trying to coax this out of you so you can tell our our listeners. I no, I I forgot. Uh, I, okay, yes, I remember she was saying how something about how homeless people, homeless white people, don't deserve sympathy because they have inherent privilege. And I thought, wow, that's cold. It's about as dark as it gets. That's cold. <laughs> that's really mean to say that someone with that and yo. I like it because it, I like it because you and I aren't homeless and this doesn't apply to us. Yeah. So like we can just sit here pretty in, like dispassionately talking about I don't need to get worked about no, no, yeah, yeah. about like a slightly overweight uh, slam poet that that has an opinion about race. So we can just talk about this in a sort of a disconnected way. But you know what? This is what no. You know, like the meme, like what no pussy does to a motherfucker. Yep. Yep. This is what no life experience does to a motherfucker. Like if you just sit on Twitter all day in the world of hypotheticals and 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 politics and and uh, etc. Yo, I have a feeling if I took if if while No Name and me were walking to the park, mm-hmm. sipping our latte, eating yep. our high chews, that we saw a white guy 
uh, rolling around in the gutter in his diarrhea, mm-hmm. rubs, rubbing his face into the pavement till it bled raw. Yeah. I have a feeling she'd, she'd feel bad for him. So are you suggesting that that's, this is just a bomb that she lobs into the internet world and really hasn't considered it all? Well, I think everybody does it. You know sure. what I mean? I think everybody on earth will say a thing and then when confronted with it, feel a different way. Yes. I think that's that's blanket. But yeah, look, it's she's it's cloud chasing. It's, it's that's what it is. Yes, it's, it's like it's like a thing that you say when you're 21, just to piss off like somebody in like your friend's friend that is being a dick. You say something extreme to sure. to provoke them. But she's doing it to the world, dude. When I was 20, maybe 19, when I was in college, I thought it was edgy to like carry like read the Communist Manifesto or something. Mm. Anti-flag. Yeah, anti-flag, yeah, you know, whatever, smash the state. Mm. Like, that's all, which is why I try not to get too worked up anymore, because when I see idiots on the internet, I just think, all right, maybe, maybe they're 20, you know? Yeah. This is their way of being edgy. Yeah. So, like, you know, whatever. When you when you are older, when you're smarter, when you have more experience, when you learn more things about history the way the world works, about the, how people are, mm. you'll go, oh, communism's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. It's very stupid. Hey, what if we created a society with no incentives? What if we uh, insisted everybody stay within a very narrow bandwidth of accomplishment? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fulfilling for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a capitalist hole right now. Right, because I'm trying to make this money. You're 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 Patrick Gecko. Yes, precisely. <laughs> but it's made me reflect on capitalism in a more uh, profound way. And it, here's all it is: it's just higher highs and lower lows, and that's what it is. There's a greater chance for human achievement, and a greater chance for a complete, a complete disregarding of your fellow man. So, so. But that's the trade-off, right? And if you're a person that doesn't want anyone to fall through the cracks, then you might choose a more top-down authoritarian sort of uh, system of control. But in the the unintended, maybe, or maybe intended consequence of that is less human achievement. And here's the deal. I'm not particularly smart. I'm getting older. The idea that I'm going to accomplish something world-changing is slim, you know? Well, what about, uh, you know, who's the guy who wrote Dune? Didn't you write it when he was 50? He did, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, can't, Ka- lose, can't lose hope. Kafka died without publishing any of his major works. Walt Disney died before they made it. I mean, they, he was rich and whatever. He was well <laughs> rich as fuck. <clears throat> yeah, but what I mean is, like, Disney's worth billions upon billions upon mm. billions. He's you dead know, as fuck. He's been dead since, like, 1960. You know, the Walt Disney Company had two owners. Mm, the Wilpons. <laughs> the, Koch, the Koch brothers. Yeah. Uh, Walt Disney and, yeah. Roy, and Roy Disney, his brother, mm. who did not like being visible at all. He just, he feel just, that more he just more wanted to be day. the man behind the man. I feel that more and more every day. Who the fuck wants... Yo... The only people that want to be famous haven't considered what it actually means to be famous. Uh, when you get your first stalker, 
you're you, you realize that none of that shit's worth it. <sighs> yep. <laughs> when you're like, oh, there's some weirdo trying to uh, ruin my life. That's more stress than it needs to be. I should have gotten into finance. Yeah, being a being an, uh, a Q. Q gets it. Mm, Q no, gets a lot. No one knows who Q is. Yeah, but he's got he's got a whole bunch of people by the balls. Satoshi, uh, the guy that uh, supposedly invented uh, Bitcoin, they don't know if he's a real person. And so there's a Bitcoin wallet that has the most Bitcoin in it. Right? It's worth billions. It's never been touched. And they speculate the reason that's never been touched is because the wallet holder has died. So it likely will never be touched. And it's this, it's almost like a... a, a it's like an ethereal gold standard kind it, of? Yeah, yeah. It, like, it just exists in this place that you, it, will never, it will never impact the market because it will stay steady. And here's what's interesting about that. Let's say that that story is true. It's possible that this guy will pop out cash in his chips when he's the richest man in the world, which is conceivable. If Bitcoin goes up to 100,000 or whatever, this dude becomes the richest man on the planet, right? So it's possible that'll happen. But it's also possible, which by the way, could you resist the temptation at this point if you were worth billions to not just like cash out? Would you like, would you go to your regular day job? I'm saying it's never been touched. So that means that no profits have been taken from it. So it's not like he's living off of that. So that would mean that he still goes to his regular job. That's cool. If it's true, but he's, I mean, likely if he, if, if he was a real person, not a team of people, if he, whatever it is, uh, he, they speculate he's probably dead. Or mm -hmm. whenever he needs a little money, he just creates a dummy account and cashes in his bit, Bitcoin, one Bitcoin for cash. That's what I'm saying. He's never touched it. So it, so people can, people know how much yeah. is in there. Yep. And they would know if any were to leave or to go exactly. into it. And it's never been touched. Maybe like they forgot that they have that, it. it <laughs> they could have forgotten the password. <laughs> oh, you know. Shoot yourself in the head. Yeah. Or you just enjoy the, you enjoy the comedy of that. I mean that is a pretty high that is a pretty high form of comedy. Yes. Uh, uh was there a question there? I don't know. Yes, do do the white homeless have as much privilege as as I do? Or as somebody uh born into wealth who uh, then attended the finest Ivy League schools? No. <gasps> <laughs> I mean I hope Yo, this is a stupid thing. This is where we get like wrapped up in like our gospel I'm not even going to call it ideology or 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 beliefs or perspectives anymore. Do you think she believes it? No, because if no. she, like I said, if she was faced with that person in object poverty, she, I think, I have unless she's a really dark sociopath, which is possible, possible. I would have to think something would twitch in her soul. Two things: you'd either have to hate whites to the degree that you are blind, right? Right, like the way that like a proper racist would be. Yeah, or you. You're you have no contact with people not like you, or your understanding of class is like limited to like Super Mario Brothers three level. You know what I mean? Like like you just don't understand class as a concept. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because so part of that, 
conversation that was happening that stemmed from her tweets was there was a lot of like there seemed to be a lot of back and forth between two parts of Twitter and some was kind of like you know some of it was the 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 race obsessed left and then the other was sort of the class obsessed left mm. and each of them the accusations being levied at each of them were you know the class obsessed left you know said they focus on race too much and the race obsessed left said they focus on class too much so this is where you know the schism is which honestly if it was possible anymore for people to have conversations in good faith a lot of ground there for actual debate and like learning and understanding and sure and and discourse but no they just they just throw memes at each other office memes yes did Dwight zoom in? The very funniest. Yeah. No. No. There's no. There's no actual discourse. This is just people hating each other, for people. People they don't know, and presumably would get along with well if they were in the company of maybe and and just and and even even if not, ostensibly should be on the same side. You Can know? you imagine how tired these people would be to talk to? No, I can't. Brutal. <sighs> You know, I, I, it's, it's, I just, the pedagogy of the the oppressed. Right. Fun book. Listen, some people get off on that shit. I don't know. People read Tolstoy and shit like that. I don't fucking know. People that read theory are fucking losers. Like straight up. We're just academics. No, they're losers. (laughs) Straight up. Like if you read philosophy, if you read theory, you're a loser. If you read anything, you're a loser. Play a video game. Walk up a hill. No, uh, straight up, like, I I feel very strongly about this. If you would rather get this codified life lesson through nonfiction rather than, like, a fulfilling work of fiction that, like, uh, that might connect with some part of your humanity, I think you're a bot. I think you. I think yeah. you're straight up like you're an NPC type NPC, motherfucker. Yeah. No, look, if you read anything like that, if you read anything that's just, like, pure nonfiction ideology... The only healthy way to read that is, you know, it's informative in the sense that you're learning about someone's perspective and you can listen, you can, you can read those words and think about it and go, interesting. And then you formulate your own opinion. You don't just become an NPC or a fucking, a disciple of whoever you're reading. That's weird. Disciple of no name. No name disciples. Stop. People got to stop doing that. People got to like, stop repeating Oh, man, you get me on this shit every week. I'll bring you back in a second to it. As people repeating things. Why? I just it doesn't seem like anyone can think for themselves. Remember NFTs? Sure. Remember when they were destroying the planet? Yeah. People did the math. They're not. It's worse than you think. Oh, uh, they are. It's roughly the same as watching a YouTube video. Oh, jeez. Wait, how can that be? Or hosting a YouTube video? No. Hmm. Watching a YouTube video. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm I'm dubious about this. Why is that? Because, so you're talking about the energy in which they use. Mm-hmm. So you're saying the energy to just click on a YouTube video and watch it. Let's say how long? Two minutes long. Sure. Two minute long video. Let's let's say six. Okay, so you watch a six minute long review of the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. The amount of energy used to stream a six a six minute video mm-hmm. is the same in which it is to host a digital file of an NFT. 
does that seem like what part of that is so tricky? It's not the actual it's not the actual NFTs that are causing the energy usage. The NFT is a very small file typically. Well, it could be a large file, but not that large. But isn't it like it's not doing anything? Isn't it, isn't it isn't it in the same isn't it as comparable to like uh like these cryptocurrencies exist because they have to hard drives something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But it accounts for we're talking about individual NFTs. So we're not talking about cryptocurrencies which have uh, hundreds of thousands of of ex- of trades per day, and the trades are what I- is going to be using this energy, right? So instead, because you could just keep, you could literally keep a billion Bitcoin on a physical what's a physical wallet and never plug it into anything. You could just have, you could have a billion dollars in your pocket. It's not using any energy whatsoever. Right. So it's not Bitcoin. It's use of the blockchain. Right. So the blockchain creates, requires a lot of electricity usage to exist. In the same way that any banking would, yeah. Right. So the point is that they did the math on, it's a, it's typically all on the Ethereum uh, platform. And if Ethereum accounts for like, zero point zero six percent uh or or if if cryptocurrencies total account for zero point zero six percent of energy usage and ethereum is the second largest and then you're talking about individual nfts on that network it we're talking about such a minute amount of energy whatever man the the energy thing was it was always a fucking farce it was always like from so the, it was it was a bizarre red herring. Yeah, you know what I mean? it was. It it's just people just wanted a reason to hate them. But do you think that you well, one hundred percent reason you what, just not like them? One hundred percent. Yeah. But how interesting is it that within minutes people had this manufactured fake ass fucking reason, and yeah, then they repeated I, it. It propagated so quickly. Yeah, I I listen. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is that a psyop? Maybe. I couldn't say. I don't know how how these um, the threads of certain ideologies like I don't understand how they what the genesis is. You know, like I don't like. I guess it's just that like a couple of prominent quote unquote Twitter ideologues. No name. Yeah, no name. People blue check marks. Uh, you know, people only notable on Twitter say a thing, and then it just gets repeated by the disciples, the gospel, right? Because they prefer it. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know that you can, like, I see, I don't know. It would be interesting to, if you could track the narrative somehow. Yeah. Like, find the first instance where someone says NFTs use too much energy and they're bad. I'm sure somebody could do this. Somebody, yeah. smart, somebody smarter than us. Someone smarter and more savvy than us. We're just two assholes talking. Barely know how to use the internet. <laughs> but it's not even just that. It's not even just the NFT thing. It's like anything. Like, like who was the first person to say defund the police? You know what I mean? Right. Like the, the CIA, the, the FBI operative sitting in a computer. Like, where did that begin? Because it took off like fucking wildfire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, or, or you know, 
like like any of these things like i i it'd be interesting to to understand that you know but there is some like there's a weird psychological component to the whole thing that's like you see it enough time and you see it enough times whatever the line is whether it's nfts use too much energy defund the police or uh you know anything you know maga whatever like the psychology around seeing it show up again and again from randos blue checks whomever people with lots of followers people that maybe otherwise or meme accounts i don't know like the way in which ideas propagate on twitter and then become part of that ideology or whatever when your account was exclusively kermit memes four years ago yeah and now you are defunding the police right well there was some what there wasn't there some guy who was a total like they were i think they were like a fucking bieber like stan account or like a bts stan account and then they like pivoted found out it it was hillary clinton they pivoted entirely to like a Mueller, like, <laughs> like Dem, like fu- like Palmer Report, yeah, fucking resistance, yeah. Re- they they became resist bots, like they just they just pivoted their thing. God, resist was a very listen. Th- you know what this? So this podcast has this weird effect on me that it has on uh, on. It's got a weird effect on you. It's got a weird effect on me. I be- our podcast? Yeah. In what, in what sense? The more we talk about things, the more atomized I become. Like, when you were saying... Do you think it's a net positive? I mean, I'm... It's just a matter of time before I'm, like, quoting Ayn Rand shit and, like, like telling people that they got to pull themselves up from the bootstraps and shit, because I'm... I, I don't think it's the podcast. I think this is Twitter. Maybe. It's just... Twitter does to us. Because all this podcast is... All this is is us talking. But like you were just saying slogans and I, I had like a truly like not, not like I can't find anything funny to say about it. Can't like, can't try to be entertaining. I had like a weird, like my muscles tensed up because I felt my brain being insulted by the things you were saying. So when I hear a slogan, it never occurs to me to repeat it ever. Why does it, why does it not just occur to people, but it like, they can't help themselves. Am I that much smarter than people or am I dumber than people? Or is it, is there something wrong with me or is there something wrong with them? I can't, I can't answer that. How, How could a smart person repeat a slogan? Even the, even the dumbest fucking dummy knows that it doesn't do shit, Right. It's like a, it's like a hollow solidarity act for the benefit of no one. It's like a punk song. Yeah. You know. I mean, I will say this. And I think it's, you know, reducing your language to the essential idea is in a sense like if you're just trying to translate the thing that you're talking about to a large amount of people, I think an effective strategy. You know what I mean? Like sort of. It, it, it you it, lose tons of nuance. I was gonna say it. It never encapsulates what you're actually trying to <laughs> convey. Well, it's the it's the like most reduced form. So slogans as a starting point 
is one thing. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are are terribly concerned with what comes after, right? The Baizu. The Baizu. The Baizu. Should we explain what Baizu is? I think I have on this podcast. Have you? Yeah, you just don't listen. No, I don't. You you like this idea. What? The, the Baizu. Baizu. I, like I said, man, it's just, I see a lot of people not concerned with what comes after the, the, the sloganeering part. You mean after we put uh, Jeff Bezos, who is going to disappear from the, <laughs> disappear from visibility now, and we're going to have to find a new villain? You mean when... Wait, why? What happened to him? He stepped down as the head of Amazon. Oh. Did people buy that? I don't know. <laughs> Did people buy? Wait a second. What? So, when we guillotine Jeff Bezos, uh huh. What are you suggesting that something comes after? <sighs> well, I guess if that's what you're going for, like if you're just going for like bloody like revolution, then I guess we don't have to think about you know. But presumably something comes after that too. Right, and it's always worse than the thing before. I oh. mean, usually. Yeah, I'd, I mean, not, I guess I'd not. say percentage-wise, usually, yeah. Yeah, not necessarily. There's there's definitely examples where, you know, I guess good things came after. I can't think of any because yeah, not smart. Can't think of any. But <clears throat> I'm sure they're out there. The French Revolution? No, no. There's, a th- I mean, it's followed immediately by a thing called the Terror, which lasted a year, and basically it was. It's weird. We talk about this in Russia, but we don't talk about it enough in France, where. Essentially, we ran. They ran out of, they ran out of credible people to guillotine. So then they just relied on people with petty grievances snitching on each other. And well, that, that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not worried. And, yeah, not worried. <laughs> Nothing to learn here. Uh, and then you bit. And then, oh, actually, this probably this has no bearing on where we're at either. There was also a naked careerism where people would just start trying to take their bosses out so that they could move forward in their careers. Uh, <laughs> in vogue. Yeah. So. <laughs> Teen vogue. <laughs> exactly what? right. Nothing, nothing familiar there either. Nothing familiar there. <laughs> so. Um, Never heard of it. Slogans. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're great. If you want to. Yeah. If you're 14. If you want to. Not my present. If you want to have a bad time. If you can't play foot things forward in your head because you have a major disability, you have a head wound, <laughs> you have a TBI that prevents you from seeing, like having literally even the tiniest bit of forethought, then they're they're dope. Well, look, if you want to take a sl- like, the most popular slogan of the last year was probably defund the police, mm. right? Now, <clears throat> if you want to get into the concept, there's a conversation. Mm. Possibly could affect uh, policy. Mm. Possibly could achieve the things you want. Maybe if you're, however, if your goal is to disproportionately impact the poor in a negative way, yes. The thing is, so so I could I I believe that an FBI man might want might want that for real. Thing is. The slogan, what comes after, the conversation. Then what, bitch? Then potentially the policy that you have to vote on because this is a democracy, ostensibly. 
unless you want to just rally your unless you want to just badger your local politicians into enacting a thing. However, <clears throat> typically, right, the conversation involves talking to people that probably aren't on your side, mm. winning them over mm. to your side through persuasion, through uh, explanation, mm. clarifying your position, possibly even compromising. Oh, no. And then maybe the policy that comes after that perhaps is different than the initial idea that you had, but it's maybe closer to your idea than you were before. That's what we call political victory, even if it isn't the thing that you want in your heart. You you made a coalition, and you and you got to another. You you furthered your goals. You haven't necessarily arrived, but you furthered them. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. <clears throat> Baizu. Baizu. They don't know how to form coalitions. No. When you, when you have no sympathy for the, for the poor white who would be on your side because the system that you're against also doesn't work for them, Clearly, perhaps a coalition could be formed if you could appeal to them. And then maybe you could further your goals no. that also involve. Okay, counterpoint. Yeah, go ahead. Imagine instead uh-huh. that. You advocate for only 6% of the population? That you tell them, yes. That, Good <laughs> yeah, luck. Precisely right. Good luck. That you look at the world and you go, well, I only care about black people at this moment. Black people represent 12% of the United States. Uh, Right now, corporations are doing their best to give us these pyrrhic victories in the form of representation. Maybe, maybe now would be the time to tell whites that they are responsible for every misfortune that ever occurred, that ever befell them. Maybe if they had the lower part of their body destroyed by an IED and they're homeless and dealing with PTSD dual diagnosed with a drug addiction and a mental health disorder that it's their bad that they're on the street. Maybe somebody whose brain is broken from being sexually assaulted as a child they're bad. That's your fault. You should have been whiter. That's the answer. If you were just, if you had just made it clear to the person at the at the the bank teller that you were white, you must have cut. You must have been wearing a mask that day because if they had seen you were white, you'd be sitting in a very nice home. Your privilege is absolute. This is helpful rhetoric. Yeah, 
<clears throat> well, as we said at the top of the show, yo, you can, you can, you can believe all that if you'd like. It's, I like, think it's lit. Like that's very dope. Like I, like I have, I would not ever seek to change No Name's mind on anything. No, No Name's a guess. But I don't. If see, I just don't think she wants anything. Right, exactly. That's what that, and that's what I'm driving at. Like I don't think you actually. Like, but, that's, but that's why I would call her a grifter, scammer, race hustler. You don't want the thing you purport to say you want because if you did, you'd be willing to do anything towards it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And by by saying that the lowest, the the whites that are in their lowest place, suffering the most, are equally my enemy to Jeff Bezos, you don't want anything. No. It's just what it is. But <clears throat> they may be, maybe they're killing it. Well, that's that's what would make that like classically race hustling thing where you you are taking a position for self enrichment uh, that ostensibly is for your quote unquote people, but really you're the only one benefiting. Right, because you you have the job as the mouthpiece. You're the you're the person that gets brought into CNN twice a week to speak for X amount of money. You're doing uh, college tours uh, on the lecture circuit. Um, you you are getting corporate gigs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you're killing it. You're killing it. Yeah. So why would you want anything to change? Exactly right. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with it. But. <clears throat> you know, makes it hard to take you seriously. Well, I don't think any sane person would take any any of that shit seriously. Like I said, I don't think you could walk by a, a man suffering in abject poverty and 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 not have sympathy for them. And if you don't, you're a dark person. You're a really, really, really fucked up person. Like I don't. If you don't have that level level of empathy, like I I don't I don't want to know you. I don't want to. I'm not going to add you on Facebook. The the news that doesn't quite blow up. Uh, Tamir Rice's mom accuses Tamika Mallory uh, and BLM of chasing clout. Oh yeah, I actually did see this. Yeah, did you? This one I missed entirely. Yeah, no. So someone, I think, posted it on Instagram or something. That's the only social media I still kind of look at because usually it's just I only follow like. Cool sci-fi pictures and wait a like second. titty accounts. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait a second. Why didn't we follow the Grammys in this article for reasons that I'm not? I don't quite understand yet. Little baby gave a master class on creating space and standing with black women through his 2021 Grammy performance of The Bigger Picture, which featured a call to action from Tamika Mallory and a d- directly addressed President Biden. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, little baby. Thank you, little baby. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, the BLM thing. Uh, yeah, I think they were they they wrote an open letter about how they like they didn't think it was cool that like BLM profits. I guess I guess they don't unless I'm reading it wrong, unless I misunderstood it. Wow, 
Possibly. I, I did not see this at all. Uh, Samaria, 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 Rice, mother of Tamir, calls out uh, Tamika Mallory and other neoliberal activists. She states, you Black Lives Matter bitches riding these families' backs. Y'all have fucked up our fight. Wow. Is that a real quote? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, well, look, I... This is see. This is interesting shit for you and I because we kind of just like we got to dip out. This is like too black for us. Like nobody wants to hear us fucking talk about this shit. So like, well, we, I, you and I can like just look at this from a distance, really. Well, that's how I do with all, with pretty much everything these days. But correct me if I'm wrong. Her grievance is that they make money. I mean, if they're a foundation, yeah, delicious. It's a hustle. No, 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 no. But not even that necessarily. I mean, in order to exist, if they employ people, if they if if they're a foundation, you know, they have to make money to run things. Sure. So, what exactly are we angry with? Well, what 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 would you say is a fair salary to do righteous work? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Well, we want we want people in positions of power to do everything for altruistic reasons and to just do it for free. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's not it's not reasonable. Not reasonable at all, but would you say it's worth 100,000, 200,000? Couldn't say. And what about if you do get speaking gigs on the side that bring your that bring your income up to let's say a quarter million, you know? Like you got a $100,000 salary from your job. You work 2 days a week. And then you can do appearances that amount to another hundred thousand. Is it wrong to keep that money? You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm becoming the Randy in here. I think it's great to keep that money. Keep it. I, well, what's the alternative? I mean, well, should they function as a nonprofit? Should they only? But like, you know. It, but they, but even if they do, right? They still have to what salaried positions at a nonprofit? Yeah. What's, what's nonprofits are scams. What's the, yeah, I mean, determining what the, uh, you know, the correct amount to pay people, you know what I mean? Like, is it bare minimum? You know, is it bare minimum? To, is it rent and food? Is it rent, food, and a nice life? Or is it just rent? Or is it none? Is it, should everyone be doing this for free? Uh, <laughs> you know, not for me to say, but... What I will say is I think it's a little, I don't know. I mean, in order for this foundation to exist, in order for them to spread their gospel, you know, in order for them to have, to sustain themselves in their lives mm-hmm. and be able to do that kind of work, 24, you know, whatever, for that to be their main gig, you know, 40 hours a day, uh, 40 hours a, a week or whatever. You gotta be getting paid. You gotta be making money. What's it worth? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the fair money would be. You know, it's not I, like, like you said, kind of have to look at this from a distance. Mm. I'm looking for the Mark. I'm I'm looking for the Mark Twain quote now. Um. <clears throat> God damn it. Fucked up. I did. Which Mark Twain quote? Give me the gist of it. Uh, never trust a man to uh, earnestly want to end a thing on which his salary is based. Right. That's it. 
Which brings us to our homeless situation. Oh, you want to talk about that? I've been getting really deep on it. Yeah. Are we talking about, is this the local report? Local report, but I also want to tie it into one of my notes, which is, hold on, let's see what my, uh, my notes are. Woke citizen is, and then I use a slur. Um, can we talk about woke citizen? The, the woke people on the citizen app? No, citizen itself Oh, citizen. being a resist bot. It's not even woke. It's like a fucking resist bot. I, I hate the citizen app as much as I love it. Because the Citizen app is clearly some Tech Valley nonsense where it frames up. Firstly, your COVID. Yesterday, you told me that COVID cases are going down. And today you send me a thing saying uh, flights are up and that means we're going to get a spike. Listen, bitch, everybody knows we're going to get spikes. Get over it. You're not like acting like you can shame people at this point. The, the, the ju- it's over. It's over. Well, here's well, if we if want to go on the COVID tip real quick. Uh, I think we're at the country. The United States is at close to like fifty percent vaccination for people over the age of sixty-five, mm. which accounted for eighty percent of the deaths. Mm. It's over. It's over. People still gonna die. We're still gonna get spikes. We're still gonna get spikes of cases. Mm-hmm. Of cases, which means people get it, and then they get over it. Yeah. Not a concern. Never scared. Not a concern. Here's the, the concerns thing. are people dying, and but, if the most affected group is at fifty percent vaccination, and the deaths plummet, then it's not a concern. How dare you! <laughs> so it's over, people. Come on. But you don't notice that Citizen is more woke than the clients that it serves, the consumer that it serves. You don't notice that? No, I'm not on it as much as you. No, I live on. It. I only get on it when it, when they're saying people are breaking into CNN. <laughs> I love it. So everybody, if you I think no, I I like it too. I I like the specificity to which they report things, like uh, eighty year old woman stealing Cheetos at the Seven Eleven. Yeah, but part of their woke shit is that they don't give the race when it is a when they know it will be a thing in the comment section. Right. There's never been a police description that didn't include the race of the perpetrator. Yeah. You know it was reported in the the 911 call or in the dispatch rather that we hear. Yeah. Why would you not include the race of the suspect? Woke, I don't know. Not relevant, I guess. Oh, yeah, not relevant. <laughs> not relevant. The comment section. Decidedly not woke. Yeah. Well, you know, it's gotten woker. Have you noticed that? No, I think that the, those, like, the I think those are the voices in the wilderness. Those are, like, the one guy screaming. And they'll be like, so, for example, everybody. But I've we, noticed more of that recently. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't think I have. I No? So, everybody, what we're talking about is this is an app which tells you about the crime in your neighborhood, et cetera, whatever. Uh, they're clearing out Echo Park. It was a fake big deal um, in our local news cycle. Uh, Echo Park, since prior to the pandemic, has become uh, like basically a homeless encampment. You know, I don't think there's any way around it. Yeah, um, no, I mean that's what it was. And as a couple of our parks here have become, Eric and I debate this with each other all day. 
Yeah, and we often uh, flip-flop on what our position is. Yes. We don't know what to do with the homeless people here. Nobody does. The Eric will go from, like, throw them all in a camp. Get <laughs> I mean, the, they're in a camp. Get the cattle cars. You know what I mean? Like, really extreme shit. And then I will take the extreme position that should you want to shoot dope in front of children on a footpath in a public park that you should be able to do that and spray your diarrhea. You should. And but 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 other people might not want you to. And that's the thing. 180 people arrested in protest against the clearing of this park. So everybody they police uh, the residents of the park were given 24 hours notice saying we're going to seal up the park. Nobody's allowed in and you're going to you get to sleep the night but then you get you got to get the fuck out. Oh uh, Actually, also, they were given a week's notice, but they, the, they were given a week's notice. They were also each and every person in the park was provided with alternative housing, which was hotel. Yeah, a fake luxury hotel. I mean, not luxury, but yeah, but it's like one that advertises itself as that at one time. But it, it's a it's a hotel that has defaulted or is in bankruptcy or whatever, and has basically struck a deal with with the city. Uh, to keep the lights on by taking in homeless people. Um, now, the, I forget how many people they said went. They were offered 200 people and 30%, right? What? Oh, to the to the alternative housing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't read so, any number. Only thirty percent of the people in the park took it. That's. I think that's right. Wow. I think that's right. So here's the thing. So I don't know what the actual truth is because people that will quote unquote claim to be advocating for the homeless, really, what they're they're advocating for their homeless the homeless right to live in the park. Right. I don't know. If they actually necessarily are advocating for their best interest. Whatever. Um, they will say that the housing provided are like you know, COVID death traps and they're violent and they, you know, they're not allowed to shoot dope and they're, you know, these are hell holes. These are hell hole alternatives for the homeless. And then other people that want the homeless out of the park will say, no, these are just regular hotel rooms with basic, you know, amenities and rules that anyone who stays in a hotel have to follow, which is, you know, keep the noise down and don't shoot dope in the the, hallway, literally in the hallway. Yeah. I don't know what the truth is. I couldn't tell you. I don't know if they actually are bad places to be. I guess, I'm sure not nice. I'm sure they're not nice, and I'm sure they're violent. I would have to think a little bit less than on the street, on in the I, outsource. I, I honestly couldn't say. The COVID tip, you know, being inside, I guess that's relevant. Sure, COVID spreads ease, more easily in inside mm-hmm. than it does out. That's a concern for sure. I don't know what... The uh, the reality of the housing situation is so it's hard for me to say. However, as an, and and look once again for the third or fourth time on this podcast, I have to take this entire thing. I have to take this as an outsider to the entire thing because I am new to this city. I don't think it's my place to either kick them out or say they got to stay. I don't live in Echo Park. I don't live in the homeless community in Echo Park, and I don't live in the 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 residences at Echo Park. Yeah, this is another no name situation where it's you and another, I can just go I whatever. Don't have the right to say one way or the other okay. what should be done. Well, let's get into. I have that. an opinion, but I'm. 
going. Are the homeless so so a voice to the voiceless, right? The the concept of veganism is that non-human animals need they cannot speak for themselves in on in the framework that human beings can self-advocate. Yes. So they need human advocates. Yes. Do the homeless need non-homeless advocates? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who should it be? Because here's the complaint that was on the Citizen app. 180 people arrested at the protest, okay? A number of them were protesters that were not homeless at all. They were simply people that were sympathetic to the uh, the cause. Now, that number seems significant until you consider that 4,000 residents of Echo Park signed a petition with their addresses attached saying, we want this park cleared now. Whose needs are being met? Right. Who are your constituents? Yeah. And then if you if you kick that thing about taxes, like where are our taxes going? Yeah. Totally valid. Where are your taxes going? You should know. Yeah. But at what where is the breaking point where you are not your brother's keeper? Where you say, Look, homeless guy, did everything I could for you in my taxes. And all we did seemingly was funnel money into nonprofits. And all they did was insist. I call you unhoused. I can't do shit else for you now. You got to stop eating ducks and shooting up in front of my daughter. Yes. And if you can't stop, well, yeah, police are going to come make you stop. Yeah. Now, well, here's the thing: the politicians only give a fuck about their constituents and who the, and, and the voting public. Yes. So, which is why the homeless need. So it's not a tyranny of the majority. Yes. Yeah. This is why homeless people need people to advocate for them. In okay. A sense. Yes. Right. My gripe, my issue, my concern. I don't. You're advocating for the right of the person to live in a public park and to shoot up. Now, we can talk about that from a rights pers- a human rights perspective to do, you know, free will. If I want to live wherever I on this earth that is bestowed to us from a higher power mm. that no man can truly own or mm. have authority over because it is soil, going a lot of different directions now. What I'm saying is if you're advocating for my rights to live in filth and kill myself, yes, that's one form of advocacy. Yes, if you're advocate if you're advocating for my actual health and well-being, I don't know that forcing the hands of society of of the people that live in the neighborhood and the cops and the politicians to let me kill myself in your park is necessarily my actual best interest. Yeah, but we can't go around deciding people's best interest for them. No. But and when the when someone is dude, there's a million different ways to look at this too. When someone is killing themselves actively, yeah, yeah. I feel it incumbent upon myself to stop them. Uh, yes, 
but what if they get out and they want to do it again? Like, look, alcoholism is killing yourself. But we don't go around trying to. Yeah, it's a good time. Though. We don't. We don't go around <laughs> trying to. We don't go around trying to solve every alcoholic. No. But if one of them is wandering to the street, we might. Well, one if if there's uh, if there's a mass of them in one place mm-hmm. doing it in front of my daughter, you know, uh, I might have to interject in your well, lifestyle. Well, here's the here's another interesting aspect for me: state monopoly on violence. This is an argument for it, right? Elaborate on that. The police you can look at as a uh, as a lever of moneyed interest here, right? Not that the people of Echo Park are rich, just that they have more money and therefore represent a more valuable constituency than the 200 homeless people in the park, right? But... You want police there because the alternative is, let's say, 15 of those 4,000 people who signed a petition saying, I do not want homeless in my park, taking that into their own hands. Yeah. So (laughs) there's a lot of layers to no matter what. This is why I find this to uh, I don't know. I don't know if people find this as interesting as I do, including our listeners. I think the homeless such thing we've talked about it a million times. I think it's the most interesting nexus of of rights versus the greater good versus taxes versus unta- people that do, do not pay taxes. There's just so many fucking layers. And now the state monopoly on violence, this is where you would conceivably want police, right? You don't want a private army. You don't want vigilantes. You know what I mean? So like what is the I guess here to the defund the police crowd are they more really the abolish the police crowd what here because this is an example of of self-governance that would resort in very would result in very bad violence is that fair i read these citizen comments they are some of the most virulent nasty things i've ever read in my life very nasty people are fed the fuck up yeah how long until something breaks? Well, it's it's yeah, it's an interesting predicament. Uh, I I don't know, man. It's you can't. I don't know. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't be shooting. You can't just be. You can't be doing this shit in a public park, man. Like, um, you just can't be. I, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, like, uh, the, the city provided a form of housing, a place for them to go. I don't know what else to do. One minute ago, uh, the apartment across the street is on fire. Shit. <laughs> um, Thank you, citizen. The homeless. Yes. You know? Um I mean, look, from a rights perspective, yeah, I mean, but, you know, to the people that live there, you know, they don't want that in their neighborhood. I, I don't know. Again, I, I just have to remove myself from it because I just, I don't, it's not really my place to, it's not my place to tell people that live there 
that have to put up with the situation in the park that, hey, actually you need to respect the right of this person to slowly kill themselves with dope in front of your home. You got to take out the, the, the moralizing about the dope, the dope part. Cause you sound like you're, you're making like a, like a character judgment here rather than like, you got to stay on task is what I'm saying. Well, it sounds like this might be a real fire. Do you hear all this shit happening outside? So I think that like, it's a lot of people have this like utopian yeah, everybody. view of the, of the situation that if you just let them live in the park that they'll form their own community and the housed and the unhoused will come together to, and like we don't need police because we will all live and create things in harmony and gardens and yeah, community gardens. Community garden. Yeah, it's it ain't like that. It ain't like that. It ain't like that. Listen, I don't want to it's it's also tricky cuz like when we talk about the homeless, we're talking about a lot of people. A lot of people. And it's not they're not all the same person. They're not all shooting dope. Nope. They're not all you know, child molesters. They're not all sex offenders. Mm-mm. Well, some of them are. Yep. Some of them are. Um, yeah, sounds like there's a fire truck outside. Definitely, but there's no, okay. Hold on. Why is somebody? Yeah, I, uh, Eric. What? What's my biggest pet peeve? You don't like the videos. I hate the videos on Citizen. It's the worst people. I want to go across the street and take this video now, just to fucking have something better than a fire truck going by an intersection. Fuck off. Um, where was I with the homelessness? Oh, you have to be careful not to blanket them. And I don't want to, you know, they're not, you're right. We shouldn't moralize about the whole situation too much, even though in part it is a moral issue, but also we shouldn't villainize them too much either because some of them are, I mean, all of them are human beings and Many of them are peaceful and would like to live in peace. Um, however, the utopian nonsense, some of these are violent individuals. Okay, this is a great example. Sorry for our listeners that are looking for something funny. Massive house fire on Echo Park Lake today. Take a look. Holy shit. That's a fucking massive house fire. Okay, now here's what's interesting. You know how I'm always like very paranoid about false information and, and scapegoating? Yes. Everybody blame the homeless. Yes. Doesn't seem to be the case. It seems to be a traditional house fire. But this is how things get out of control. The resentment for the homeless is so intense, and yes. they do cause so many fires every single day in Los Angeles yeah, yeah. that eventually we're going to have one of those situations. Which forks. Yes. Yeah. And it's... I. I honestly wonder what the purpose of bringing us to that point is. I don't get it. Like, it seems so obvious that this is where we're headed. Why are we doing this? Well, it could be that, you know, the the closure of the park could be the first instance of the city maybe trying to deal with the situation. Which, by the way... um, I know... 
we hate the state. Obviously, I mean, we fucking shit on the state all the time on this podcast. Get us started on Corona, man. Like, fuck, fuck the state. In this instance, I think this is the most sympathetic and most you'll ever get from the state, given the scenario. Is yeah. that fair to say? Yes. The fact that they're... I Look, again, I don't know what the situation with the housing... It could be death traps. I don't know. But the fact that they've offered everyone, as far as I understand it, as f- that they've offered everyone in the park a place to live, mm-hmm. housing. Yep. The fact that they ha- didn't just w- walk in there clubbing people to death until they left. Yeah, and say, g- get on a bus to Sacramento, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, this is the most sympathetic the state is ever going to be with you. Fact. Um, and your point of view may be that it's not sympathetic enough and that may be a valid perspective. Um, it's the best you're going to get. And as you're, as to your point, uh, Pat, that the, the, the citizenry, the tax paying citizenry is only getting more and more and more and more fed up. It's it's so, like they're creating a tinderbox. I don't know why. Like, who doesn't see where this is going? Play it forward. Like, it's just crazy to me that you don't see that there is going to... One of two things. Uh, there's going to be an encampment fire that kills a child, right? And then... That, surprised there hasn't been one if, if Same. And that is going to change everybody's fucking view. Let's say, okay, encampment fire, there's a homeless child burned to death. It's a terrible fucking image, right? And then we have the child that creates the, the new narrative, that we need to f- clean this up. Or let's say that a homeless person who's rather deranged, as happened in New York City maybe 10 years ago, bricks somebody in the head to death, changes the entire narrative. But these things are inevitable. Or going the other way, they, people lose their shit and they start an encampment fire killing homeless. Also inevitable. Why are we angling for horror? What's the answer, Eric? I also just don't know what else to expect, right? Like we listened, to, we we saw some videos of because uh, there was a protest and there were some people speaking at the park, and what the demands that they they wanted like guaranteed housing. Can you can you tell me what guaranteed housing is? Is anyone guaranteed housing? It's permanent housing. So what is permanent housing? I well, think essentially I'm not going to be sh- shuttled anywhere, shifted to a different place. This is my permanent home in the same way that someone who buys a home has a permanent home. They might sell it. They might move on. But there's not going no outside force is going to remove them from the situation. Okay. As And as sympathetic as I am to the homeless plight mm-hmm. and as and as. Am I being flippant or am I being willfully ignorant or am I being shitty in any way to say who, who, who has permanent housing? Okay, so let's talk about the failure of the language here. Um, That's a lot of the comments on Citizen App are, bitch, I work two jobs and I don't got permanent housing. Fuck you, homeless fuck. That's a lot of what's going on. Now... 
Okay, that's worth talking about, right? I mean, who, but if you have a house and can't pay your taxes, you don't got permanent housing. If you if you rent an apartment and you lose your job, you don't got permanent housing. Who has permanent housing? Right. But I think all they mean, it's just like it's another defund the police situation. Just be clear about what you mean because if you mean, hey, we have a militarized police force that uh, is given money to uh, spend on totally fruitless technologies, often in the service of spying on American citizens. We don't need to be doing this. Let's scale that back. Basically, every sane person would tell you, "Okay, let, let me see the let me see this itemized, and I would I might be with that." Yes. Right. Yes. But if you say defund the police, somebody that's like, yo, my fucking dry cleaning business was robbed at gunpoint three times last year. I'm a fucking 63-year-old Asian woman. Get the fuck out of here with your defund the police, right? So which one makes more sense? The slogan, which lose, which gets you, which gets whites excited. Let's just be fucking honest. Whites love a slogan. So it just gets whites excited. Or do you go into like, what is just wonky, nuanced fucking uh, policy matters, then risk losing the excitement. Not sexy. Not sexy at all, right? But same thing with permanent housing. If you just said, uh, look, we need guarantees that that uh, people are going to be able to establish roots if they're able to live within the guidelines of, of, of the places that you give us. Okay. That sounds much more practical. Sure. It means the same thing. Okay, but uh, I I really think that the homeless advocacy groups that are speaking for these people are doing a terrible disservice. They're just building this resentment. Well, I mean, you know, again, I just. You're being offered, they're being offered quite a bit from the city. So, you know, I I would maybe, I'm not saying that there aren't improvements to be made. You know, I'm sure there are. I'm sure that it, you know, doesn't necessarily meet some standards and I'm sure that it doesn't work for everybody. I'm sure, I'm sure of that. Is there a conversation to be had rather than a just like, let's shit on everybody involved? You know what I mean? Like, is there a way that is there a way to work these things out, given that you're being met with seemingly more sympathy than, you know, many politicians or many arms of the state would receive you with? So is there a conversation to be had about how to improve this or. Is it just a fuck the police? Is it is it fuck the state? A lot of people aren't some fuck the police shit. I don't know. I listen. I, I just I just left a comment that said I live across the street from this event and I refuse to even look outside because the goddamn video you included was so boring. Look at it. It's just a fucking oh, it's terrible. Anyway, um, look th- this uh, this homeless shit is just uh, hey listeners, let us know if you find this interesting. It's something that Eric and I are semi impassioned about. Uh, but we can't find anything funny to say about it. No. <laughs> Gascon. Gascon. Garcetti. Garcetti. Newsom. 
Newsom Leaney. Newsom Leaney. That's Newsom, pretty good. Governor Newsom Leaney. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you. <sighs> I don't Sounds know. like people are yelling outside now. Yeah, maybe our house is on fire. Oh, it's laughter. Laughter. That's good times. Mm-mm. Everyone's having a good time. What do you want to do? You want to do messages? We haven't done messages. Yeah, hit, in a, hit a message. Let's, should we get these messages out here? That's what's going on in the city. Uh, they were eating the ducks, everybody. They were, yeah. The, 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 uh, uh, the breaking point for some people in the community was when they noticed that the homeless people were killing and cooking. That's, that's it for me. The cooking the ducks? Yeah, straight up. That's it for you, really? That's the breaking point. That's it for ducks? me. I I know. <laughs> now I'm in my vegan bag. You're not doing. You're not doing that to my ducks. Yeah, they were cooking the ducks. Yeah, I'm not with that. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it's it's also kind of like. What did you? I mean. Yeah. Sounds. I mean. They're right there. Yeah, it sounds like that would happen. Yeah, for sure. They're right there. Duck is. Uh, duck is. Duck is pretty tasty. It's dark meat. Mm-hmm. They say you it's know. greasy. It can be. Yeah. I mean, I I once went to a punk show where a bunch of crusties killed a chicken and ate it. So I imagine that's happening in the park. Good show. Yeah, it was a fun time. Mm. It was a little weird. Mm. We're thinking Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, messages. Jesus, so a two-minute-long message? Guy, Yo. guy, don't what do that. Is, I know people call us drunk, but come on. What is wrong with you people? All right, uh, hang on. Let me make sure the volume's up. All right, here's one. Hey, guys, I need you to, like, debunk or, like, myth-buff something for me. And uh, I may just be uh, exposing myself here, but squirting. Is it just piss? Anyway... Love to hear your answer. Thanks. Squirting piss. I I don't. I've heard that it is. Yeah, I think it's piss mixed with pussy grease. It sounds right. Like not like not that it's its own fluid, but that that the piss and the pussy grease sort of like shoot out at the same time. There's no doubt that there's some pee in. It's there. a lot. I think it's mostly pee. It's mostly pee. Which like when you when you shoot a load when you jack off, there's probably a little pee in there. Little tiny bit of pee. Probably no, definitely not as much as there would be when you squirt. I think squirt is pure piss. Pure piss. Yeah. With pussy grease. Yeah, but with pussy grease because it's like going through the pussy grease machine or whatever. Mm. I think they call that the vagina. Right. I've heard of those. Mm. Remember vaginas? Kind of vaguely. I haven't seen my girlfriend in a year, not really. (laughs) Yeah. 
Kind of vaguely. Um, yeah, it's mo- it's. I wouldn't say it's purely piss, but I'd say it's mostly piss. Like if you're looking for pure piss, that's you're not. You shouldn't go to squirt. You should just no, piss. but it is. It is piss. Uh, all right. Uh, why is this taking so long to load? I got another message here, but it's not loading. What's going on? Did they burn down fucking AT and T? Or no, I have T Mobile. What's going on here? What the fuck? Where are my messages? These motherfuckers won't load. What happened? Oh wait, here we go. Hey, what's up, Eric and Pat? So, um, Shane Gillis just announced a show uh, at a comedy club in my city uh, for later this month. So, my question for you guys is, what do you think people are going to be more uh, worked up about? The fact that it's Shane Gillis or the fact that it's a, you know, comedy show happening in an indoor comedy club with, you know, limited social distancing and stuff like that. Uh, What do you think people are going to be more worked up about? All right, love the show. Bye. Unless you live in Chinatown, there's no chance that Shane Gillis has been doing shows since three weeks after the whole thing, uh, and does like the circuit without any. I look, people like this, don't like this. Stand-up comedy still, in some respects, is the wild west. The only reason that Louis C.K. is a is like a big deal for venues. Like, oh, are we going to have him or are we not going to have him? Is because he was a very big star. Yeah. But you can, like, Brian Callen, who's got a rape allegation, does shows. Um, uh, the, uh, the fucking Shane Gillis, who was accused of being racist, does shows. The Legion of Skanks guys, which are, who are repeatedly called alt-right, alt-right by fucking idiot reporters, all do shows. They, people call them alt-right? Yeah. The Legion of Skanks guys? Yeah. Oh, that's the biggest accusation against them. That's what Seth Simmons alleges about Louis J. Gomez. Gomez. Yeah. That he's alt right. Yep. That's a weird one. Fascist comedy. Fascist comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. An art form uh, predicated on making you laugh. Yep. Which, by the way, folks, is an involuntary reaction to stimuli. Mm-hmm. And you either do or don't based on your sensibilities. Or it's like being tickled. Funny. It's like being tickled, it's involuntary. So I don't know how you can make humor fascist. No, no I don't know no, how no. you can elicit an involuntary reaction uh, through uh, fascist control. That's what it is, though. When I laugh at, at racist shit, it's un- it's non-consensual. Is that a thing someone said? What I don't want to laugh at it, and you putting it in front of my face, making me laugh at your racist jokes, that's wrong. That depressed me. Mm. It made me really depressed. Wait, are there people that say that? No, I hope I. I, I hope you made. You must. I hope made I made that one up. Okay, please God, because it's not a far cry from what someone might say. No doubt. That my that laugh was unconsensual. Yeah. Oh my. You God. made you made me racist for that moment. <laughs> oh boy. Well, no one's gonna cop to being racist. That's a fact. Hey, what's up, guys? Calling from Atlanta. Um, I'm going to try to keep this under 30 seconds for you. Thank you. First of all, Pat, get off the Ethereum kick, man. X, uh, X-Bar and, uh, I'm sorry, XRP and H-Bar. Those are the two you want to get it on, especially H-Bar. Get it. If you're trying to make some crypto games, H-Bar is it. Lastly, web maps are great, but bring back Instagram rapists of the week. That shit was great. <laughs> Give it up. Later, guys. 
What is HBAR? I don't know what he means. It's a cryptocurrency. So it's what? currently up twenty three percent. So if I had listened to him, uh, if I had listened to him when he when oh yeah whoa you smell something burning right? Uh, well, that's not what I'm. Oh. I, I'm looking at these H bar games. I, you smell? I smell burning. Yeah, definitely something's on fire. Something's on fire. That's cool. Fire's cool. Um, crypto games. Oh, also Instagram Reapers of the Week. I was thinking about that the other day. We don't do. We kind of. We kind of get. We kind of get into like things that we do, and then we kind of forget about them. Yeah, that's true. Rub Maps was a real good one. Yeah, we got to give that another week. We'll we'll continue to do Rub Maps eventually, but maybe we should do Instagram Rapists of the Week. Yeah, we can do an Instagram Rapists of the Week. But can we talk about that'll be the Patreon this week? Okay. Uh, can can we talk about now that the dust is settled? That. That kid was shooting them because they're sex workers, not because they're Asian. Can we just say that? Is it okay yet? Not yet? Because everybody called him a terrorist. People do know that the point of terrorism is to further your cause. You, you, you call the action that you're doing. You say, I'm doing this for the purpose of X, right? So if he was a terrorist with the purpose of killing Asians, when asked... Was this a racially motivated attack? The first thing that a terrorist would say is, fuck yeah, B. I'm killing them because they're Asian. It goes against what terrorism is to say, no, 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 no. I was, I'm just, I'm really fucked up and they're women. That goes, ag- if you were a race-based terrorist, you would proudly own the race-based terror that you just inflicted he didn't do that and eric can't make eye contact with me because he knows it i'm making eye contact let's do another message okay very good we'll wait another week to talk about that show is best when you don't care what the fans want uh it's not like you pull people what they want the next sdf record to be like it's just more fun you don't care Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. That was a short one. No, yeah, yeah. I like that. Good style. I'll tell you what I like. What do you like? Short. Short. Yeah, some of these are so fucking long. Uh... Hey, guys. It's me, Antifa Super Soldier 530 from the Incel Division. <laughs> uh, you can't keep reading this Antifa lover book. The people calling in and saying that they want you to read it are CIA plants that's already been done by other podcasts. What? They're trying to ruin Rubmap, which is exclusively worst possible timeline. It's the best thing you do <laughs> if you guys stop doing Rubmap. I will come to your block and start a mass casualty event. Wow. <laughs> well, don't do, don't, don't do that. We're gonna keep doing rub maps. Relax. Yeah, Jesus but Christ. but if 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 we're uh, biting somebody else's style with my Antifa lover, that's the problem. Are we? I didn't. No way. There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a. I think there's over a million. And I don't listen to very many. No, I listen to like three. Oh, I listen to like twelve. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I listen to three straight up. It's difficult. And one for of them is up. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I listen to. Let's see, fifth column, Tim Dillon, Come Town. And come town only recently, yeah. And really, I can't listen to it too much because it's just the same joke over and over. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's usually a good joke, but it's, it's usually it's, it's usually funny. That's uh, about it. Axe to grind here and there. 
I listen to, yeah, I listen to like 10, 12 crazy. maybe. What do you listen to? I got a lot going on, man. Shadows of Utopia. What the um, fuck is that? Uh, it's about uh, uh, the Khmer Rouge. Um, I I used to listen to the Vintage RPG podcast, but it got weirdly woke. It's a fucking Vintage RPG podcast. Why are you talking about... Whenever... Look, this is the thing. We got to end going on Going off on the wokes again? Nah, it's just... Know your audience, right? Like, you don't got to tell me how you're not bad. I chose to listen to you. I don't think you're bad. You don't got to build in these weird messages. Like the other day, I was watching a YouTube of a real ass podcast. Louis J. Gomez from Legion of Skanks was doing Like he had, he was making Asian jokes and his two guests, for anybody that doesn't understand how this works, you don't go on the show unless you can hang. And when he starts making Asian jokes, if you get visibly uncomfortable, unless you can find a funny way to do that, you're just killing the bit. You're not making yourself look like an advocate for Asians. You just look like a weird pussy that went on a show that didn't, like, what, you wander in from the street? Here's all I'm saying. Know your audience. I go into a temple, I put my little fucking yarmulke on. Right. You understand? Yeah. Go into a mosque, take your shoes off. Right. You came into the space. Yeah. You go into the, the black church, you put it on the dashiki. Yes. Whatever. I don't know. No, it's typically like you put on like your Sunday best. Right, yeah, you put on a nice suit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you got anything else? No, that's it for me. So what? Chad Hanks, White Boy Summer. <laughs> it is White Boy Summer. It's going to be an interesting summer. Yeah, it is. What do you think? Well, Today you, was the first really hot day. You think the Chauvin case is going to result in you and I being shot in the back of our heads? Uh... Look, we've seen this happen time and time again. Mm. I'm cynical about the outcome mm. of this one. So we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Uh, wait. Patreon.com slash Worst Possible Timeline. At WP Timeline on Twitter. Uh, call the number 205-509-9785. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Well, hey, podcast listener, my name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.